I have one more announcement. So this Saturday at 12 noon, uh, the men from the north, the Norsemen, the Norsemen who played soccer for the region are, uh, are going to be playing in the finals. There's actually a semifinals, but I'm going to speak with faith that in the finals at noon at Cerritos Sportsplex, I want to invite all of you to come watch your children come compete in the annual soccer tournament because there is a trophy, there is a cup. And it's really it's the memories that we build together that's really meaningful. It's not necessarily the trophy. It's just that the memories of playing together. And each winner, their, 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 their church name is engraved on this tournament. So it's been around for about 10 years. And whoever wins this tournament gets to keep the cup for an entire year. So uh, I call it the Ark of the Covenant. So I hope to bring it down to present to you. And one of our Norsemen just graduated high school. That's Weston over there. He's one of the Norsemen. He's got a younger Norseman too named Chris who will be participating in the battle. Uh, I've been doing a series on, on destinations. Where you're headed, what path are you on, where are you going. Because life is mostly about decisions. Choices. Our decisions are paths that we choose. Jerry's father, Jordan, chose one path to climb Mount Whitney. That was a path. There was one way up, one way down. Well, actually, two ways up, two ways down. <laughs> and every choice that we make in life, every path that we choose, it has an outcome. It has a, a destination. It has a consequence. It has a reward. And the tension that arises from the fact that the choices are now and the outcomes are later. And there's a tension there. Sometimes they're tomorrow. For example, I studied on Tuesday night and I did well on Wednesday morning. But most of the time... Most of our lives, the path we choose is much, much further down the road in order to see the outcome. Much later. The path that we choose in high school impact our destinations for college, where we go. That impacts who we meet. That impacts who we don't meet. The path that we choose as singles impacts our marriage. The paths that we choose financially in our 30s impacts us in our 50s. Choices, destinations, paths. But what if you had access to someone who knew? Who knew where all your choices would end up? What if you had access to that guy? He's been around so long, he pretty much cataloged every possible choice and their probable outcome based on his experience of millions and millions of people over the course of thousands and thousands of years. What if he had, you had that guy? And it's not Google, okay? What if you had access to that guy? He says, this always leads to that. This is a path down which people breathe a sigh of relief. This path, a sigh of regret. We have that kind of access. Here's how the wisest man who ever lived, his name was Solomon, addressed this tension. 
this is, this is from a guy who had the best odds of making good decisions on his own because he had incredible wisdom. He wrote the book of Proverbs, or most of it. If you haven't read that, that's a good read. He wrote the, the book in the Bible called Ecclesiastes. If you're over 40, that's a good read. He wrote, he wrote Song of Solomon. You can read that after you're married. Or if you think the Bible's boring, read it all. The Bible's not boring. You want bloodshed? You want violence? You want sex? It's in there. You don't have to go to HBO. It is in there. It is high drama, high tension. The destinations and decisions that people make impact a nation. So if you think the Bible's boring, you should give it a read. So here's a guy who God gave him something because he asked. He says, so God said to him, now what happened here is that his father David was the king of Israel because earlier before him was a king named Saul. Before Saul, they just had these prophet guys, guys who would say stuff that God would tell them, tell the people this, The people wanted to have a king like, to be like everybody else. That was kind of the history. They go, we want a king like every other nation. God's like, well, I'm your king. Like, no, no, you're, you're, you're God. Give us a human king. So God gave them what they wanted because that was their choice. To have a king. A human king. A monarchy. And so they did. Now this is cool about God. God allows them to make this foolish decision and still can accomplish His plan. So God gives them King Saul. He's a terrible king. David gets raised up. He has children. And his children stray away from God a little bit. So as, as David's son Solomon is going to become king, this is the interaction he has. So God said to Solomon, since you have asked for this, this and not for a long life or wealth or, or for yourself, because he asked for wisdom, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and the administration of justice, uh, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that, so that, there, that, uh, so that there will never have been anyone else like you nor will there ever be. This is what Solomon got from God. Wisdom. And then Solomon writes to us as he's, as he's near the ending of his life he starts writing these, these proverbs these, these wisdom uh, sayings for all of us to learn and this is how he wraps it up this is how he, he, he comes to to teach us about what we know versus our path he says my son do not forget my teaching but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity let love and faithfulness never leave you Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and humankind. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. Interesting enough, Solomon says to trust in the Lord and not his own, not your own understanding. And submit yourself to God.
then you know which path you can choose. The correct one. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled with overflowing, and your vats will bring over with the new wine. What is keeping you, when you read that passage, what is keeping you from acknowledging God in all your ways? You know what sometimes we do as humans? We wait for critical mass to happen, and then we want to acknowledge God. When our marriage is in tatters, when your husband is leaving, or your wife says, I want a divorce, then we tend to acknowledge God. And sometimes God can fix it. But sometimes the damage has been, has been done. Why do we as human wait? Why do we wait for critical math to occur? I believe it's because we lean on our own understanding. You know, waiting for critical mass, that doesn't sound like a great plan to me. Even though I've experienced it sometimes. Critical mass, tension, home. For me, I'm afraid of missing something good. Which is like saying, God, you don't want what is good for me, or God, you don't know what's good for me. I don't want to miss out on what's good. In which way is it most difficult to acknowledge God? In which way is it more difficult? What path are you on right now? Relationally? Financially? In your marriage? What path are your children on? Do you see danger? And do you take cover, refuge? Or do you keep going like last week? So Solomon goes right to the difficult areas for many of us. He says, Honor the Lord with your wealth. What does that have to do with anything? About making choices. That goes to the essence of whether you believe He is God. That's the essence. Lean not on your own understanding. How did He know? How did Solomon know to say that to us? But what about professions, Solomon? What about relationships, Solomon? What about entertainment, Solomon? He goes right to the heart. And Solomon sets the heart for us on this path, and it's leading us toward God. Here's something very interesting about Solomon. Do you know what happened to the wisest man in the world? His heart drifted from being devoted to God. He worshipped other gods. He married foreign women and worshipped their gods who would take their children and burn them to serve their God. And he allowed that. The wisest man in the world that God gave him wisdom and all this supernatural smartness and intellect... But he was disconnected relationally from God. And it ruined his legacy. From Solomon on, the monarchy was divided in two and they were always fighting each other. Split the kingdom. 
Wars were fought because of his unfaithfulness. Hashtag, not a wise guy. (laughs) What can you learn from this? That being smart wasn't enough. Being wise wasn't enough. He didn't acknowledge God in all His ways, just some of them. He leaned on His own very good understanding. Intelligence isn't enough. Life experience isn't enough. And this explains why we see things every day of our life. How smart people make such stupid decisions. And we see that. Just go on Google News. It's there every day. Smart people make stupid decisions. And end up in ridiculous paths that have dead-end destinations. In their marriage, in their kids, in their finances, in their business, in their relationships. Why? Because being smart isn't enough. You can be the smartest guy in the room and make poor decisions. Solomon was the wisest man in all the world. And he made some really dumb choices. So here's an insight for us all. Pride eventually overrides wisdom. Oh, I, I'm wise. I've been a Christian a long time. I'm wise. You probably are. But pride eventually overrides your wisdom. Arrogance eventually overrides discernment. Self-importance overrides common sense. Ever do, ever do something for yourself? When I get home sometimes, I think I'm super important. And I do super, super important things for myself. Because I, I'm very important. And then I don't engage the kids. I don't talk to Karen. Because I'm doing super important things. And I'm happy in my little garage. Doing very important things to my, with myself. I'm watching, the, Googling the news, watching little soccer videos. I'm doing very important things there. Earth shattering. Highlights. World Cup women's soccer. Who won? What's happening? Dinner time. I'll be there in a second. I'm doing something very important. Give me five minutes. Dinner's on the table. I'll be there in a second. Has not Barcelona just won the European Championship? Can I not watch the highlights for the third time? Like I said, very important things. Our insistence on leaning on our own understanding when fueled by pride will eventually take you down toward a destination that was never part of your dream. It just gets in the way. Apart from God, we all eventually choose the wrong path. Being wise is not enough. Having information is not enough. We need God to choose the right path. The creature doesn't do well apart from the Creator. 
And in summary, just because we get information, good information, is not enough. We need God. We need a Savior. We need to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. We need to not lean on our own wisdom, our own understanding. In all our ways, all our ways, acknowledge Him. And here's the promise. And He will make it clear which path to choose. And as the end of this, the Indiana Jones movie, The Last Crusade, where the Knight Templar told Indiana Jones, choose wisely. Which cup to drink? The beautiful chalice or the old carpenter's cup? That little bit of information that Indiana Jones had, he chose the carpenter's cup. And he drank it. Gave it to his dad and he healed him. We all have choices. But let's not lean on our own wisdom. Let's lean on God's wisdom. What God says and follow that path. With that, have a great afternoon. That concludes our service. Thanks for coming out.